Coming up, the number one fantasy book podcast, breaking down the scrolls and spells of nerd culture. We're Phantology. You may have heard of us. Number one is same thing with Ben Cosmere, but I decided to actually pick a series from Cosmere and I only let myself pick one because if I was to populate it, like it would take up more than one place. So, uh oh, I think I see what's coming here. <laughs> so, Mistborn. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Era 2? No, Era 1. No, no, no. Oh. Not Era 2. Not Era 2. Didn't stick with Era 2. Yeah, that would have been great. This part, yeah, Era 1. Obviously, like, Way of Kings would still be my top five, but I'm reserving one spot for Cosmere, and of that spot, I'm saying the best is Mistborn. What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of Ontology. Today, we have our classic month in review episode we've done this a few times we try to do this every month unfortunately there's not much news to report in april because covid shut everything down including fantasy news which a lot of the times is reporting on tv shows obviously there is some news on books because authors should be writing even more than usual hopefully during this time hopefully hopefully we have that as a silver lining but we don't have a whole lot of news items but i do have ben and josh on the line with me to break down what we do have, what's up, guys? Steven, I'm excited to be here on this special event, Fantasy News, because we are also doing our special edition top five fantasy book series, right? Yeah, yeah. I neglected to mention that we are going to be breaking down our top five series, each of us in all of fantasy books, everything that we've read, top five, and then roasting each other and relentlessly dragging series through the mud that you guys liked that I didn't. Anything that you disagree with me on is incorrect. Yep. Our opinion is fact. And if you disagree with anything that we say, you are wrong. And I'll just I'll just say ahead, I'm disappointed that there's not a more lively podcast comment section like there is on YouTube. I think it's a great flaw in that system. Oh, yeah. Like you want more immediate viewer feedback? Yeah, exactly. Well, if you do want to chat with us more, check us out on Discord. The links to join that are available on our social media at Phantology Books. We're available on all platforms. And if you really like the show, check us out on on Patreon as well. And you can support and get get some extra benefits. All of this information is on our website, www.ontologybooks.com. So let's jump into it. Looks like Ben has stepped out for a moment, but we are going to start talking about April fantasy news. And the first news item that I have is not really news, but at the beginning of April, there was a very entertaining show the dusty wheel youtube show that brandon sanderson was on where he was chatting with his longtime friend matt hatch and they broke down the wheel of time series i mean the dusty wheel is is based on the wheel of time so they're talking about the series specifically the upcoming tv series which sanderson has some inside knowledge about and they also talked some rhythm of war which we're eagerly awaiting in november did you guys have a chance to watch that show I watched about half an hour of it, I think. I didn't watch all of it. Yeah, I did watch it. I thought it was great. I love. I always love hearing Sanderson talk about his craft. Yeah, he's fantastic to listen to. I mean, he's, he's such a total nerd, but he just loves to talk and, and he gives some awesome tips and engages with the community so well. And I think we would be remiss if we did not mention that on May 4th, which hopefully will be the day that this episode drops, you can check out Brandon Sanderson for free. Tor is giving out a free ebook of The Way of Kings. Just hop on their website. I think you have to join some kind of reading list and you can get The Way of Kings for free. 
probably normally like a $10 ebook, fantastic book, one of my very favorite books. So don't miss that. Listen, is this like, may the fourth be with you, honorable mention? Is this because like, I mean, what 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 is going on here? Is it to prepare people for rhythm, rhythm of war and kind of drum up some, uh, some excitement and get some new readership there? Uh, in his tweet, he said that he had been kind of trying to go toward books for a while and they finally let him do it for free. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know, Warbreaker is also available for free. For some reason, and maybe maybe there's somebody at Tor that's going to end up listening. I'm going to ruin it for everybody. But you can go on Brandon <laughs> Anderson's website and get like the whole book, but it starts at like chapter four or something. But through some sleuthing at Phantology, we discovered that if you change the URL to to chapters like one, and even the prologue works, that you can access those chapters for free still. So... If you if you are interested in that, come, come on Discord and we will share those URLs with you. Nice insider tip. Thank you. Yeah, this is breaking heartbreaking news from Phantology where we got the scoop. But um, yeah, all you have to do is go where it says chapter four. Just type in chapter one and you're, you'll be good to go. So on the Dusty Wheel show, a couple things to note. So he, he mentioned that he has talked with Rafe Judkins, the director, the showrunner for the Wheel of Time TV show. He's visited the, the set he really likes a lot of things that Rafe is doing. There are not any huge major departures. There's only one thing. He said there was one major thing that he disagreed with Rafe on. He understands where he's coming from. He thinks it's an acceptable decision, but he does disagree. Everything else he's on board with. So I think that's pretty good news and gets me continually excited for the show. Unfortunately, filming did pause. So they do still have to wrap up two more episodes for filming, but I'm hoping for an early 2021 release of the TV show. Yeah, and to put that disagreement in context, he was very respectful of like Rafe's decision. I don't think he was trying to cause any drama, and I don't think really people, if you listen to the interview, it doesn't come across that way. So it's not like he's saying that this series is going to be ruined because of this decision that Rafe made or anything like that. He just said that he would have gone a different way with it or would have made different decisions, but he recognizes that he's not the showrunner, obviously, and so he wasn't being dramatic or anything, I don't think. He also said he's not sure how much content in terms of uh, sexuality, language, etc. this show will have. It's been speculated that it will be kind of like a Game of Thrones feel, but he could not confirm or deny that. Uh, we try to give content warnings at Pentology, so I guess that's something to watch for. So, so that's it for the Wheel of Time show. I mean, if you if there were some more tidbits, smaller things, if you want to go back and actually watch the Dusty Wheel show. He then talked about Rhythm of War, the upcoming book, book four of the Stormlight Archive. He mentioned that there was going to be a year time jump. And also that although it was a book of flashbacks from Benley and Eshenai, that there was another character that doesn't have any flashbacks yet that gets a lot of time on screen. So my speculation is that might be like a Yasna type character. Anyway, a few little details that might have come out before, but was kind of fun to see him talk about. Yeah, I agree. And um, I think that this hype cycle is just going to start getting bigger and bigger for the move war as we get closer and closer to November. I'm excited for it. A couple other small news items. There really wasn't too much more. Artemis Fowl, we covered Artemis Fowl in a podcast earlier, so we might as well mention that the movie is going to be released on Disney Plus on May 29th, so later this month. There is a release date for Black Song, Anthony Ryan's follow-up to book five, I guess you'd say, of his Blood Song series started with blood song and now we're on to book five that series is kind of a love hate for me we can chat more about that in the discord there were several other series that got announcements i think there was a new daniel abraham series 
and a Tad Williams book. And there were a few more that we were chatting about in Discord, but I can't remember all of them right now. And the last thing worth mentioning is there is a cover for Battleground, book 17, 16 of the Dresden Files. I can never remember which one it actually is. Josh, do you know? I think it's 17. Yeah, I think we were up to book 15 and 16, 17 are coming out. In terms of non-book news, all the Marvel movies are continually being shifted around and rearranged due to Disney's, you know, dates due to COVID. So I don't think we want to get into that because it's kind of boring. And if you're interested, just go read an article about it and look at the nice timeline that, that they have made. That Those are all in flux. I guess it's worth mentioning. Yeah, I mean, this is a hard time we're, we're living in right now. And unfortunately, not even fantasy and nerd culture has been unaffected by COVID. It's everywhere. It is very infectious. Quick quick moment of silence for COVID and, and fantasy. Anyway, let, let's switch feet here and do something a little exciting, something we haven't done before. Uh, a little special episode. We're going to do our top five fantasy series, plus honorable mentions, if you want to go there. So the way we're going to do this is each of us is going to break down their top five. Five, four, three, two, one. Briefly say what the series is, maybe like one sentence about why you like it or some kind of background, not too long. And then once your list is over, it's open to the other people to roast your series and talk about what's wrong with what you put down. And then we'll go through, we'll go through everyone's series. And hopefully by the end, we have some kind of consensus, or at least a listener might have an idea of which series are worth reading. I think we can say all of the series that are going to make our top five are worth reading. We don't want to discount any series too hard because anything that's making a top five list is obviously fantastic, but that is the format. So who wants to start? Ben, Josh, what do you guys want to do? So I'm just going to say, I feel very attacked already. The fact that we cannot like prematurely defend our series choices. We only get like one sentence, but I'll start. Make it a good sentence. All right, Ben, you go, go for it, man. So here's the thing. I'm just going to say I'm probably the least well-read out of everybody here, out of the three people here. So be gentle here. So you're saying your top five are like the five? <laughs> okay, so starting from worst to best, I guess. Or, or good to best, right? These are all great series. Yeah, these are, I mean, they're top five, right? Like They've got to be good. Okay, Red Rising, First Law, Harry Potter, Wheel of Time, and Cosmere. I'm lumping all of Cosmere together as the top fantasy series of all time right now. Okay. Okay. Any honorable mentions worth mentioning or are you just going top five? Yeah. So honorable mentions, um, Farseer I've read, I've only read, um, the kind of the original trilogy there, but I, I really loved it. Lycanius. I mean, more contemporary, really, really liked it. Ender's game and Ender's shadow. Awesome. And there's a lot of series that I wish I could include on this, but there's not enough books that have been written in them namely name of the wind so so for you just to clarify just because the only fir- first two are out yeah so i'm saying that the that this has to be complete and i know that cosmere isn't complete yet but there's enough completion to it that i think that it warrants well the first law the first law series is not complete either he's written seven books coming out eight well i'm saying the first law trilogy okay yeah i think the point is is that theoretically like the third name of the wind book could kind of ruined the first and second one and right they're great books but like if none of the plot pans out then it could just kind of ruin it right whereas like mistborn is done like the first era mistborn is done the first first law trilogy is done those are going to always stand as great works of literature right same with the red rising like there's other books coming out about it 
and I'm kind of cheating and including um, all of Cosmere as a whole because, I mean, how do you choose between like Stormlight and Mistborn and... Easy, you choose Stormlight. Well, Stormlight's not done though yet, Ooh. you know, like... That's a hot take. So you're, you're gonna you're gonna be upset with my uh, list, Stephen. So I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> so that's my. Hopefully, I didn't ruffle too many feathers there. Okay, so you went Red Rising five. I think that's pretty solid. Red Rising actually makes my list as well. Preview and and that's a fantastic trilogy. It's more of a sci-fi feel. So I think another thing that we can do here in this episode is kind of give people a little primer as to what the series are. So that's a very fast-paced uh, sci-fi. It's not a YA, but it kind of feels YA sometimes just because of how quickly it's written and because it's from a, a first-person uh, present tense perspective. Your number four was Joe Abercrombie for Slaw Books. Was that right? Yep, that's right. So those books are pretty different. They're a harder fantasy series. They're grimdark. They're very violent and brutal. And we actually just reviewed the fourth book of the universe. So he has a trilogy. He's got three standalones. And then he's got another trilogy. So Ben is referring to the original trilogy only, but that series is much more adult, but is just beautifully written and has some fantastic characters. So yeah, I agree with you there. Great choice. Number three was... Sorry, we've also reviewed Red Rising, if you want to go, if you want to check that out, if this, if you happen to be a first-time listener. Yeah, Red Rising is one of the series that we've reviewed in its uh, entirety, it, the original trilogy. And then um, Harry Potter... Which look at obviously this isn't, yeah. this isn't like you know high literature and there's plenty of things that you can poke holes in it but it was my first introduction to to reading and it's always gonna have a place in my heart and I think it did a lot for the community we we talked about this on Discord a couple months ago and there's I think the red the subreddit fantasy our fantasy put out like a list of people of asking people to say how they got introduced to reading and fantasy. And there's a large proportion said Harry Potter. So it's hard to discount the effect that it's had. And sometimes I'll still fall asleep listening to the audiobooks of Harry Potter. The Jim Dale ones are better fight me. <laughs> the first audiobook you could actually get for free during the COVID crisis as well. Yeah. If you're in for, through Audible. Well, and, and uh, Libby Overdrive. Oh, really? You can just go check it out? Yep. Yep, through Overdrive you can, yeah. Yeah, we actually reviewed the first Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and we have a review of the second book coming out pretty soon. Those reviews are a little more tongue-in-cheek because I feel like Harry Potter's kind of been reviewed to death at this point. So we're really just kind of like having a fun time trying to poke holes in the plot and think about different things. So yeah, we all love Harry Potter. I don't think there's going to be anyone in the fantasy community who can really like have a hot take that Harry Potter sucks or something. I mean, that's just an ice-cold take. Yeah, anybody with that take is just wrong. It might not be your specific cup of tea, but it doesn't suck. Fight me on that too. And then Ben, you went you went two and one where Wheel of Time and Cosmere. And again, it's kind of hard to discount the impact of either of them. Wheel of Time, I eventually want to go through and reread because I, I listened to them all pretty quickly. But even then, like I had severe book depression after they ended. 15 books. Yep, 15 books. So very, very big investment. Started by Robert Jordan, finished by Brandon Sanderson, because tragically Robert Jordan passed away. But I think that most fans would agree that Brandon Sanderson finished it well. Uh, and there's there's a lot of people that might find issues with it, but most people agree that that it was the ending that fans deserved. Yeah, so you chose really the two largest, most epic fantasy series out there for your top two. Well, besides Malazan. 
but yeah, when we read yeah. the first the first book there yeah and cosmere again they're great books every one of them i think there's i don't know how many there are right now 20 19 uh not that many i think that's how many books he's written in total there are three stormlights plus you have elantris and warbreaker make five and then you have the six misborns that have been written so far take you up to 11 emperor soul gets you to 12 are there any more that i'm missing i guess if you white sand yeah white white sand the comics which that uh, i did not well, love and those. then sixth, sixth of the dusk yeah yeah some oh, of the shorter and, uh, stories the one so, i don't want to do any spoilers shadows but... of silence in the forest of hell oh yeah and and mistborn secret history yeah as well. yeah so i guess if you count them all as separate entries then yeah you could get up that high and then if you take the lift short story yeah edge dancer as Didn't well that appear in, edge dancer yeah in it was part... entirety and in arcanum unbounded no, no, the, the Lyft short story appeared in Arcanum Unbounded. It, it was released between books two and three. Okay. Yeah, so I think we're getting close to 20 almost with, with all those. Look, I mean, this is an incredible undertaking that Sanderson is taking on, and he's doing it incredibly well. I'm saying incredible way too much, but that's the word that describes the Cosmere for me. <laughs> okay, do you want to go next, Steven, or do you want me to? I want you to. You're going to have some very hot takes about my list. Okay, let's hear it. You're going to hate it, actually. Ooh, you're going to be so mad at me. Okay, so I am more going just purely based off of enjoyment, okay, is how I'm listing mine out. Not really based on influence, just how much I enjoyed reading them. Okay, so keep that in mind. Okay. So number five, Dresden Files. So we haven't talked about that one yet, but it's a wizard in Chicago that takes on all manner of uh, just normal crime lord stuff, fairy stuff, vampire stuff, wizard politics stuff, and it gets deeper and deeper and is fantastic i love it we've reviewed i think four or five of these books so far so if you're interested in in seeing them you can check out those reviews yeah and those are little shorter entries especially at first and it's the best urban fantasy that's out there yeah well i'm sure some people will take issue with that because people get pretty defensive about their urban fantasy but in my opinion it's my favorite urban fantasy okay number four for me is dark tower okay this might be some recency bias because I just barely finished Dark Tower last week. And and we just barely reviewed it as well. Yeah. So this is, for those of you that don't know, it's Stephen King's take on Lord of the Rings. And it um, has, I think, the best character work in all of fantasy. And so that's part of why it made my top five. And I, I really enjoyed reading it. And just the character work is top tier. It's amazing. Although you did have some major issues with the ending and some of the plot decisions. Yes. And so... That, that is true. It had some of the highs and some of the highest highs in terms of character work and some of the lowest lows in terms of just some of the structure of the series and how he ended some books. And honestly, the series ending as a whole, I don't not going to spoil anything, but we have a semi non-spoiler review if you want to go check that out. It's no spoilers in terms of plot elements, but we do talk about some characters and how they're introduced. And you put a full spoiler review reaction on Patreon, right? Yeah, full spoiler initial i finished reading it went down and recorded right after so it's my unfiltered thoughts number three i don't think this one's a very hot take but is lord of the rings yeah yeah i i love it i mean uh this is the granddaddy fantasy i've read through it twice i read it when i was like 10 as well but i'm not counting that time but like twice kind of as a more adult reader and i'm no by no means like a lord of the rings uh expert or scholar or anything but 
every time I jump back in it, it's just written beautifully and amazing characters. And I just love it. And I more just go there to experience the world, experience Middle Earth, not really to become an expert on it. So have you read any of the others, Similarian or any of the other side spinoff stories? When I was younger, after I finished it the first time, I tried to read the Similarian and couldn't do it. It was just too dense for me. So that's I haven't gone back to it since. Number two, I'm I'm with Ben on this is Harry Potter. I absolutely loved Harry Potter as a kid. It was, um, in my opinion, I didn't think it would ever be topped in terms of just how much I loved, like just purely loved something. I would carry around a Harry Potter book wherever I was and read it. And this is when they were, you know, our generation knows, you know, you somehow have a book that's like this thick in your backpack and you're carrying it around and mm-hmm. it adds wear and tear to your backpack. So you're going through backpacks like, you know, every, I don't know. It's, it was so much fun though. I loved and it. And probably going through your books pretty quickly too. Where yeah. about. It also played into the midnight release of movies culture very strongly. So like, I remember just waiting in these like long lines that were wrapping like around the theater so we could sit there and watch a movie that started at 12 freaking AM. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to do. But for some reason there was like this time of like 10 years from like the mid two thousands that like, that was very popular to do. If I remember correctly, I think we saw it together about Harry Potter seven parts one and two. I don't think we waited until midnight for part one. But you guys waited in line like all day for part two. And then I showed up at midnight and hopped in line with you and, and watched the movie. Yeah, my my wife was there. Well, she's my wife now, but not at the time, obviously, because that was still in high school. She was there with us. One more funny Harry Potter anecdote is the Half-Blood Prince, I believe, came out right after I had my appendix out. No, this no, this one must have been book seven. One of the books came out right after I had my appendix out. Okay. And I was on, you know heavy painkillers like it came out right two days a day or two after i got it out okay yep so i i read the first like 200 pages and my bookmark was like 200 pages in but i remembered nothing of reading it (laughs) because i was like you know high on these painkillers and so i knew i read it because my bookmark was there but i had to go back and completely reread it you either remembered nothing or you remembered it really different than what actually happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, the person, because we waited in line to get the book at midnight as well from like Barnes and Noble. And the person looked at my mom like she was crazy for allowing like this kid that was like hobbling around with a, like a appendix that had just been taken out for staying up until midnight just to get this like seven pound book. Hey, priorities. Also, my, my science teacher was there as well. Mr. Phillips was there. Shout out. Anyway, okay, so good times with Harry Potter, and part of those memories are just why it's in my top top five and will forever stay in my top five. Number one is same thing with Ben Cosmere, but I decided to actually pick a series from Cosmere, and I only let myself pick one because if I was to populate it, like it would take up more than one place. So, uh oh, I think I see what's coming here. <laughs> so, Mistborn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Era 2? No, Era 1. No, no, no. Oh. Not Era 2. Not Era 2. Didn't stick with Era 2. That Miss, would have been great. This part, yeah, Era 1. Obviously, like, Way of Kings would still be my top five, but I'm reserving one spot for Cosmere, and of that spot, I'm saying the best is Mistborn. And fight me, I think it has the best ending of any trilogy I've ever read. It's got a fantastic ending. I will not fight you there. But man, the second book was so no. okay. forgettable. I love the second book. I loved... The whole oh man, I loved everything. Like the little thing that Ben had going on with Zane, 
oh, and her relationship. No spoilers area. Yeah, too. sorry, no spoilers. Uh, there's a character named Zane that is in the second book that I enjoyed. Okay, so minor spoilers, I guess. But I loved it. I thought that the second book was a strong book, contrary to it seems everyone else's opinion about it. I really liked it. I mean, I didn't hate it. I own the leatherbound edition of the second book, so I was willing to invest some money into it. But compared to the first book, which was awesome, and the latter half of the third book, the second book and the beginning of the third book are just a slog. I'm sorry. I mean, I would compare it to the slog and wheel of time. Oh, come Fantastic on. beginning and end, but uh, I could. I don't think I would really struggle to reread the second book. All right. Well, there, there you have it. Maybe Steven. you need to reread this. Yeah, maybe book, you do. Though. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Maybe I need to pick up that Leatherbound edition and give that a read. Yeah, because you know, I think that Mistborn might be coming, might be being reviewed on Fantology in the next few months, and so I think that you might need to do some prep work here. I will commit to rereading, and if my opinion changes, I will admit it on Discord and apologize profusely to Josh for making fun of his number one series. Anyway, so some honorable mentions. Of course, is Wheel of Time, which we've already talked about, but that did not make my top five, partly because yeah. I just, I read it, I finished it last year, uh, about 10 years ago, I read the first five and and you, Stephen, convinced me to read The Name of the Wind and then I read Mistborn and then I just never got back into it because it, di- it didn't really captivate me after I read the first five books. And I know that Jake is going to blast me for saying that, but it's kind of true. Other honorable mentions, I wanted to do my favorite standalone fantasy book is Stardust by Neil Gaiman. Okay. And my favorite short story is, or novella is Emperor's Soul by Brandon Sanderson. Emperor's Soul is very good. If you haven't read that one, if you're not into novellas and and you're more into like epic fantasy, kind of like I am, believe me, that one is worth reading, even though it's short. Yeah. Also, if you have a family member that is very scared of long books, but you really want to shove your love of the Cosmere down their throat, then give them Emperor Cell. Yeah, not a bad strategy. I actually made my entire family listen to it, like my in-laws listen to it on a on a drive a couple of years ago uh, through the audiobook format, and they all loved it. Unfortunately, none of them felt inspired to continue on the journey that is Sanderson. Uh, give, give them time. Give them time. They'll have more chances. All right, Steven. So Let's see yours. Let's do it. Yeah, I guess we kind of changed up the format, Josh, and just reacted as you were saying it, but that's fine. We're, we're through yours. Now, my number five is Red Rising. Same as you, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, our lists are actually a little similar. I was surprised to see. <laughs> no, number five, Red Rising. We already talked about it. It's a great series. The first trilogy is done and reviewed by Phantology. The second trilogy is coming out. I've actually heard some negative things about the second trilogy because of the shift in point of views that happens between the first and second trilogies, and some people can't get into it. But I've heard that the fifth book, the second book in the second trilogy is really good, and people are optimistic about where that trilogy is going. Number four, actually, I said my list wrong. I said my list wrong. Number five is not... Wait, listeners, before Stephen goes on, Stephen said, maybe we should write these down so that we don't mess them up. While he glared at Ben and I, because we have been known to do this kind of stuff where we mess things up. (laughs) I I did a brief glance down at my list, which is written in small font on my phone. I was trying to focus on the camera and be engaging to our listeners. And I got the lines mixed up because Red Rising is actually an honorable mention, not number five. I'm sorry. All right. So what what is your number five, Steven? My number five is the Kingkiller Chronicle. This is controversial, right? 
because the series isn't finished and has not had an entry since 2011. If you don't count the slow regard of silent things, which I don't because what was the point of that book? Yeah. yeah I, I honestly, I think I finished it. I still, I've refused to read it until <laughs> we get a, a release date. That's what yeah, I'm doing. Gosh. Maybe pump up for the third book. I will read slow regard of silent things, but I read the first 40 pages and realized there was zero plot to it. And it was just art. And while I can appreciate that, I require a plot. I'm sorry. That was, it was too much. I could not finish the book. Yeah. Anyway, to keep on going with King Killer, it does make my, my top five because Name of the Wind is my number one all-time favorite book to read. I've read it probably five or six times, maybe more. And I just love every single aspect of the book. I can gush about that book. We really need to review it on Phantology. But unfortunately, it only makes five because I didn't like the second book quite as much, The Wise Man's Fear. And I, I mean, I still liked it, but not quite as much. And then the third book, just so long. It's too long. 2011, is it's too long to wait for a book. I'm sorry. We need a third book. I'm hoping for one soon. But if Doors of Stone does well, then I could easily see this series bouncing up my list. I, I started re-listening to this uh, with my wife on a road trip that we just were on. And she is loving it. She thinks that it's like the best written book that she's ever read. We're only, she's maybe 20% of the way through. And she is absolutely loving it. Yeah, so good. All, all the way through. Just just beautiful. Beautifully written. Great characters. Great act i mean it's not even that much action it's just the way that it's written and the way the story is told and to plug another podcast if you haven't read this or if you're doing a reread um waystone pod i think they go through chapter by chapter or groups of chapters and review it so maybe give them a listen if you're interested in learning more about that or if you want to read through it for the first time yeah waystone pod is our king killer chronicle uh podcast friend and the black tower podcast is our BFF when it comes to Wheel of Time. In fact, Jake and I were on their podcast. Uh, so so give them a listen. They're, they're a pretty fun listen. They have a little bit of a different feel than us, but that was a really fun time. Okay, number four is First Law Trilogy. Well, First Law Series, because I'm anticipating really good things for the re- remainder of the books. We just finished Best Served Cold and reviewed it, and that's going to come out soon. And we all had really high opinions of that book. So I'm going the entire First Law universe here. Because I have a lot of faith. Even though you haven't read like I think I think one thing yeah. we've learned about Steven right now is he is the consummate optimist that authors will finish works very well in order to be including these. And you're you're setting these in stone, Steven. They can't change, man. They, they can, can never change. Yeah, never change. Yeah, this no, is being written this down podcast in stone. Is, yeah. Like this is going in, in a box that we're gonna open up in thirty years and make fun of you because these series like ended the way that Game of Thrones did on the TV show. <laughs> Oh, that would be tragic. But I've heard so many good things about the remainder of the first law books that have come out that I have faith in Joe Abercrombie that he's going in a great direction. I really like this series, even though it's very different than a lot of the other series that that I like to read. So first law universe, it's down in stone. Number four. Number three is a series that is finished. And Josh, I'm a little surprised didn't make your honorable mentions even. It is Lightbringer. I think you knew where I was going, right? Yeah, and... And my honorable mentions, I wanted to focus more on like a st- standalone book and a short story because we haven't talked about that. And I knew that you were going to put Lightbringer in your series. I-, I had a feeling. I'm that predictable. This is a series written by Brent Weeks. It's another epic fantasy series. It is five books and it is complete. This is one of the few fantasy series that we have read that is actually fully complete and was really good all the way through. 
there's a little bit of controversy on the ending of the fifth book. There's some things I like, some things I didn't like, but overall, really solid series that got better and better as it went on. That's going to ruffle some feathers because I know some people didn't like the fourth and fifth. I did. It was a very unique series. It was written very well. Great characters. If you haven't read Lightbringer yet, give that one a read. Listen, this is a great example of why it's it's hard to start a series with your wife because I've listened to the first book and have been unable to continue listening because she she wants to listen to it with me, but it's hard to find time to do that. Ah, come on, Ben's wife, who he can decide if he wants to name or not on <laughs> live on the podcast. <laughs> okay, the last two are the same. Well, not quite the same, but number two is Wheel of Time. I can't say enough about Wheel of Time. We've reviewed the first three uh, in the series. I know it only made Josh's honorable mention. It was a foundational series for me that I read kind of coming up through high school and afterwards, and I was pumped for the the later releases to come out. I loved it all the way through and thought it ended just in a fantastic way, had great characters. So Wheel of Time is my number two. And number one is not the Cosmere, and it's not Mistborn, but it is the Stormlight Archive. Oh, all Again. three of us are total Sanderson fanboys. I'm sorry, Phantology listeners, that you have to deal with all the Sanderson fanboying. But, I mean, he is really at the top of fantasy right now. I think it's it's hard to argue anything else. Say one thing for Stephen Merrill. Say that he is an optimist. I have total faith that Sanderson's going to finish this series well. You He's finished. that Oathbringer slowed down a little bit, though? I mean, I do It's a middle book. That's fine. I, I, I do understand that it slowed down a little bit. But these are 1,000-page books, 1,000-page plus books. They're going to have slower parts. I think Rhythm of War is going to be awesome. Mark it down right now. I think the series is going to finish great. He's already finished a super long series really well, and he's finished Mistborn really well. He's got this all planned out. I have total faith in Brandon Sanderson. Let's go, Stormlight. One series that I am shocked actually didn't make any of our top three, top five because I was considering putting it in, and I know that we've all read them, is the Gentleman Bastard series. So, Stephen, that where, where was that on your list? Like, Was that close? No, that's on my honorable mentions. It's written down on my phone, I promise. That book, the first book is Lies of Lacamora. Then you have Red Sails Under Red Skies, something like that. There's Red and Skies and Sails. Under Red Skies, I think. Yeah, that one. Maybe No Sails. And then the third book is The Republic of Thieves. And those three books are all pretty good. The second book was not quite as good. But Lies of Lacamora is fantastic. That is a book that's more focused on a smaller cast of characters, by the name of Lock, Lock Lamora is the main character and he's got his buddy Jean and they kind of, uh, they do a lot of different uh, little heist type things in a Venetian type Renaissance. Uh, Renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very unique setting. It's, it's a very fun read. Um, even though there are some more uh, pretty, pretty serious adult themes going on in the series. That, that's a good one. And I think we're getting book four, Thorn, Thorn of Emberlane pretty soon. Scott Lynch tweeted out a finished picture of a manuscript. There may even be a release date attached to the end of this year. I'm not sure about that. So here's my ice cold take on this. I um, actually stopped reading the second book because oh. I disliked the way it began so much. Oh, And it the, the way it began is with a cliffhanger. And then it expects you to kind of listen or read to find out what happened after this huge cliffhanger. So that's not a nice cold take. I dislike that so much. I stopped reading it. That is a valid take because the beginning of that book and really that book in entirety is a little disappointing compared to the first and third. So I'm really glad that he redeemed himself in the third book. But yeah, the way he began the third book 
was weird. It, it was yeah, the, the second book. It was it was weird. They they do a lot of flashbacks in the series, but that was not a successful way to structure a story. Yeah, it was like he just he had the idea, and the idea could have been executed well, maybe, but it it wasn't. I don't know. And then two more for honorable mentions for me were the Farseer books, Realm of the Elderlings. If you want to talk wider series by Robin Hobb, there are three trilogies with Fitz and the Fool written across Fitz's lifetime. Fitz is the main character. There is another trilogy that takes place in kind of a different realm of the of the world. And then there is another series of four books that takes place in yet another world, another part of the world. And I've read them all. I've read 16 books from Robin Hobb. And she doesn't quite make top five, but these were really good books. These, these were really good books. They were written in like the late 90s and early 2000s, I think. And there's actually like a 20th anniversary illustrated version of Assassin's Apprentice, the very first book coming out soon that I'm excited to get. I'm probably going to get that. It's only like 20 bucks on Amazon. But that series was fantastic. I mean, 16 books is a big investment. You don't have to read all that many. The first series alone is really great. But Realm of the Elderlings, check that one out. And then my final one on Honorable Editions is Dresden. Josh, I think, put this in his top five. This is a great series for me, but doesn't quite make top five, just because I typically enjoy the more epic fantasy flavor. And urban fantasy is a nice break from that, but doesn't quite make top five. We also, none of us had any uh, sci-fi books on ours. I know that Red Rising is kind of a sci-fi, kind of a mix between dystopian, sci-fi, fantasy, a little bit of everything thrown in there. So I, I don't know. I, I was more thinking classic fantasy when I put this together. I know that sci-fi is a genre, like that they're kind of in the same genre, but maybe we should do a, a sci-fi list later on. Um, I think if I were to include sci-fi, I think that there's some sci-fi series that might knock out like Dresden Files for my list if I were to include them. One fun sci-fi series that we just reviewed not too long ago was the Three Body Problem trilogy. Three Body Problem is the name of the first book. And the trilogy is called Remembrance of the Earth's Past. It's written by a Chinese author. Uh, Closest guess on the name for me is Shin Luao. And this is a really fun sci-fi series. Very hard sci-fi that gets into some pretty crazy ideas and has some nice like uh, historical fiction type tie-overs. So that was a really fun series. If you're looking for an entry sci-fi, well, maybe not an entry sci-fi, but if you're looking for some hard sci-fi, check out that one. Yeah, you you, you might want to do more Orson Scott Card, like Ender's Game classic sci I don't know if that's classic sci-fi, but that's a little bit more accessible if you've never read sci-fi before. Fair enough. Okay, that is probably about as much time as we have for this segment of April News slash Special Edition Top 5 Series Ranked. Thanks, guys. Any kind of parting shots? Any any more digs you need to take a different series? Or do you need to uh, promote any more series? Well, listen, I would just say hop on Discord to let us know your top five and we can pick that apart and and suggest other books. And more than anything, I don't know if this was like, this was definitely top five, but it was just like, look, read these book series because they're great. And like everything that we've talked about, like I don't think any of us disagree that these are great books and things that deserve to be read. Yeah, I would not, I would recommend every book that everybody has mentioned on this pod that I've, that I've read. So even if we're making fun of each other, these are all amazing book series. If you haven't read them, read them. But if you have not read any name of the wind, wait until there's a release date to, so you don't torture yourself. Okay. So Steven, was this a mistake to have Mackenzie start reading this right now? No, name of the wind is a fantastic book. Look, even if book three is never written, it will remain my favorite book 
of all time. Wow. It's just so good. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. Well, I could say if book three is never written, but what if book three is written and like does not fulfill any of the promises that the first book makes? I don't care. It's so locked in right now. It's it's oh, so like ingrained geez. in my in my growing up. I this love is that stubborn, book. man. This is stubborn. Pure stubbornness. Yeah, th- this may age terribly, but I <laughs> I love Name of the Wind, man. It's so good. All right, you've earned your pipes for Name of the Wind fanboy. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I accept my talent pipes. All right, thanks for listening. Hopefully, you had fun with this. I know we did. Check us out at Phantology Books on social media, and all of the links to all of our episodes and other content is available at www.phantologybooks.com. Dot com hop on discord tell us your top five give us more book recommendations we are always open to reading more books and we are trying to but our time is limited so we cannot unfortunately read 24 7 even though i would like to personally so anyway thank you ben and josh and see you guys next time see ya see you steven <laughs>